Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever this podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. My name is James, and I'm the genius getting you set for your drafts. That's right, football's around the corner about two weeks away until the pigskin starts flying in the air when we see the Houston Texans take on the Kansas City Chiefs two weeks from Thursday. That means our drafts are around the corner. If you've already drafted, make sure you keep your ears to the news about injuries. With lack of practice time and no preseason, we're going to see more and more injuries, in my opinion. Uh, We've already seen plenty of injuries, hamstring injuries and whatnot. So make sure you're paying attention, whether it be to our our IG site or the news itself. Make sure you're not stuck drafting someone that got hurt in training camp. And if you've not drafted yet and you, and you, did, you took my advice about pushing it back as close to the season as possible, I like using Labor Day weekend as the uh, most of my drafts are, are, are going to be on that Labor Day weekend because I want to have as much information in front of me as humanly possible as we prepare for our drafts. If you've not drafted yet, our draft kit is still available up on the website, www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. 1995 gives you our draft kit. It has uh, redraft stuff, dynasty stuff, rankings, um, top 300 for dynasty, top 250 for redraft uh, has uh, bus players it has sleepers deep sleepers team my team breakdowns that and much more on our draft kit 1995 will get you that and help you get ready to dominate your drafts on draft night we also have our mastermind chat available as well weekly monthly full season package available with the uncertainty of the season upcoming it may be even more important to have uh, someone in your back pocket like myself where we can bounce things off of each other. I can give you my opinion on what's going to happen. Let's say you lose a player early in the week. We can kind of discuss on who you want to pick up or who you want to start in this place. Maybe it's a last-second scratch from a game uh, because they test test positive for the virus or whatever it might be. We just don't know what's going to happen this year. I can help you get set for that on a weekly basis. Weekly, monthly, full-season packages available. You have a question you get answered 100 percent of the time within 24 hours but most likely will be an hour or two and i'll be around the computer and the phone around game locks so i'll be able to answer any questions you have leading up to actual game time so monthly weekly full season packages available if you have any questions hit us up on instagram or twitter more than happy to answer any questions you have about possibly joining the genius mob and being part of our Group or dominating leagues. We're, we're, we're taking home trophies. We're going to take this season by storm. This is going to be our year. We're going to dominate. We're going to dominate. We're going to dominate. Hope to have you guys a part of it as well. Today's podcast, we're going to talk about, we're going to continue on with our uh, division series. Today, we're going to be talking about the AFC North. Can the Baltimore Ravens continue what they did last year and dominate the regular season, but have a different finish as they got an early exit in the postseason? Will Pittsburgh be back um, with a Big Ben healthy for the, for, to return an offense to an already dominant defense from last year. Can Cleveland or Cincinnati jump up top? That and much more on the podcast. But before we do that, a little social media. If you have not followed us on Instagram or Twitter, please give us a follow. On Twitter, we are at FansportsGenius. And on Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And as always, as we talked about, our website, www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. AFC North. Baltimore Ravens, Pittsburgh Steelers, Cleveland Browns, Cincinnati Bengals. Who is going to come out on top in this division? I think it's a two-team race. I think it's going to come down to Baltimore and Pittsburgh. 
and I have to give the edge to Baltimore. Baltimore is a beast on both sides of the ball. They're they're elite on offense. They're the best team on offense last year. The the best offense in, in football last year. Their defense is one of the top tier defenses in the league. I think you put both those together, and we see another dominating season by the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson is someone that you can't uh, game plan against on a weekly basis because he can beat you with his arm. He can beat you with his feet. He became a better passer last year, as we saw during his MVP type season. And I think he builds on that on a yearly basis. And it's just be, just touching the iceberg of what this kid can do. Absolutely love Lamar Jackson and his upside and his floor, for that matter, in all formats. Um, I, I have the Baltimore Ravens winning the division 12-4, and four, followed by Pittsburgh at 10-6, and six, Cleveland at 8-8, eight and eight, and Cincinnati 6-10. and 10. I think we're going to see the Bengals kind of make a big jump this year. I think we're going to see an offense that's going to kind of be sneaky good now that they have Joe Burrow and they have a legit option at the quarterback position. 2019, what happened in 2019? Uh, we saw Lamar Jackson take the league by storm in, in 2019 as he led the Ravens to an NFL best record but would get eliminated early in the postseason. What does he have in store for 2020? I think that was just the beginning of what's going to happen. I th- as I talked about, I think he's just going to get better and better. Um, I think the Ravens are just uh, an elite organization right now. They're good on both sides of the ball. They're, they're, they're more than good. They're, they're elite on both sides of the ball, and that's going to take them quite a ways. The Steelers saw a lot of turnover on offense already down Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown in 2019. They would lose Big Ben early and would be a major factor for that offense as we see the, we saw the offense struggle on a weekly basis, but the defense would keep them in game, at least give them a shot at the end of the, end of the season. <clears throat> but I think we saw how much they need a quarterback like Big Ben back there. It just wasn't happening with the number two or number three option that affected both Juju James Conner and really anybody else on that offense they were just not really up to par as speaking of offense we thought the Cleveland Browns might be able to kind of take the league by storm last year have a breakout year with Baker Mayfield they bring in Odell Beckham they already have Jarvis Landry they bring in Kareem Hunt they have Nick Chubb a lot of talent there on offense they have David Njoku a lot of options on offense but it just wouldn't come together as we saw in 2019 uh, we did see Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt kind of work together once uh, Hunt did return from his suspension, but the passing game as a whole was a mess thanks to Baker Mayfield kind of having a uh, kind of a bust of a season, and uh, really the, the newly acquired Odell Beckham was was really a major bust on the season. And I think what we may see is kind of what happened with with Jarvis Landry and Baker Mayfield. It took a couple years for them to kind of gel and get together. I think that's we're going to see a much better Odell Beckham in 2020 than we saw last year. As for the Bengals, Bengals proved to be looking for the next signal caller as they were. Uh, would get the worst record in the league, and they would be able to draft Joe Burrow, who I think Joe Burrow is going to make that offense much much improved. Um, last year we had a struggling year from the entire offense. No A.J. Green due to injury. Um, the, the entire offense kind of struggled. Their defense was horrendous. I think we're going to start to see this team kind of uh, move into the right direction. I think a lot of it has to do with now that they have a signal caller in Joe Burrow under center for the Bengals. So as we talked about 2020, if we start off with the Baltimore Ravens, they'll look to repeat 2020, um, but this year being a, uh, a better team overall, I think that's a possibility. I think they're stacked on both sides of the ball, and the Ravens have to be one of the favorites to win the NFL uh, trophy come 2020. Come February, I think they're going to be one of the better teams. They're going to be one of the teams to, to be representing the AFC um, in the playoffs. 
to have the right for that Super Bowl. And I think this is going to be a normal thing for the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, when you're loaded on both sides of the ball, you have a, you have a shot no matter what happens. If you're bad on offense any given week, your defense is going to pick you up. If you're bad on defense, your offense is going to pick you up. And they're good on – they're elite on both sides of the ball. And I think we're just seeing the beginning of what a dynasty might be with the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think they can re- uh, reach the – New England Patriots type of, of, of dynasty, but I think Baltimore and Kansas City both have a shot of some really nice dynasties between those two teams, and I think this year we're going to see Baltimore um, return to being the number one overall seat in the AFC, but maybe with a different outlook and a different um, future for the upcoming season. And if we look at their roster up and down and talk, talk about different options for fantasy, obviously the, the, the number one player on this team is Lamar Jackson. Lamar, Lamar Jackson is an, an elite option no matter what uh, format you're playing, standard PPR, double quarterback, single quarterback, flex, super flex, whatever it is you're playing in, Lamar Jackson is an elite option at quarterback. Everybody knows my view on the quarterback position um, in single quarterback leagues. I don't like to reach for quarterbacks, so I'm not going to have a, an elite option like Lamar Jackson in single quarterback leagues, but I think he is number, number one or number two overall if you're playing in a double tight, double quarterback or a super flex league, I think it's between Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes for the number one overall pick. If you're playing in best ball, I love the idea of going Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, and Mark Andrews as a double stack. Um, remember, in best ball, you don't have to start a roster <clears throat> each and every week. They automatically take your top players, and I think – um, this offense is going to explode again in year in 2020, just like they did last year. And I think if you have an early one, two, or three uh, pick in your best ball leagues, I don't hate the idea of targeting. <clears throat> excuse me. Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, and Mark Andrews. Going Jackson in the second, Mark Andrews in the third, maybe going Brown in the fourth or fifth round. I love the idea of double stacking. If I'm looking at the running back position, I think it's more J.K. Dobbins for me than it is Mark Ingram. I think Dobbins is going to eat into the production of Mark Ingram this year. Um, you you got to like what the rookie brings. He's a pass-catching back. He's a he's a, a, a shifty back. I think what uh, the Ravens do like what they see in him, and I think they're going to want to kind of limit what they're going to bring to Mark, Mark Ingram. He's not going to want to carry a full load, so I can see more of a kind of a 60-40 split between the two. But I do think Mark Ingram is still the starter. And if you're in uh, a league, I don't hate him as a, a low-end RB2 or maybe even a flex option in in, uh, in, in standard or PPR leagues. But J.K. Dobbins is a player that I'm going to have likely a lot of shares of because I like what, he's, what I've seen in training camp, and I think he's going to be eating into that production of Mark Ingram. Next up, we have the Cincinnati Bengals. As I talked about, Joe Burrow is a player that I think is going to make this entire offense much more improved. It's going to help Joe Mixon. It's going to help A.J. Green as he returns from injury. It's going to absolutely help Tyler Boyd. I think we're going to see more out of T. Higgins. We can see a little bit out of John Ross, maybe maybe even a little Auden Tate. Um, I don't even hate the idea of maybe uh, taking a shot or two on C.J. Uzma. I think this entire offense is going to be uplifted by the uh, by the debut of Joe Joe Burrow. Yes, we're going to see struggles from the quarterback position as a rookie. It's going to happen. It even happened with, with Peyton Manning, who owns the rookie record for most interceptions thrown as a rookie. So it's going to happen, but I also think we're going to see those explosion type of games from Burrow. Absolutely love the potential of this Bengals offense, and I do like plenty of shares of them in best ball. If we're talking re- redraft leagues, I think Joe Mixon is an easy first-round pick for me. If I'm sitting late in the first round, I love the idea of going Mixon and maybe another running back, maybe going with a Joe Mixon and a Miles Sanders if you're sitting late in your drafts. If I'm picking between the wide receivers, I think I'm going to have more shares of Tyler Boyd over A.J. Green. Boyd does play a little more of the slot, and I think Joe Burrow does target the slot quite a bit in this offense, and I can see Boyd having a smash season this year for the Bengals. 
I don't know how many shares I'm going to have at Uzuma, but I do believe he is in play as a possible backup tight end. Um, maybe someone that you kind of take a flyer on, maybe a bye week replacement, maybe a, uh, a waiver wire pickup throughout the season. So definitely keep an eye on him. Um, as I think, as I mentioned over and over again, I think Burrow is going to make this entire offense much more um, worthy. And I think Joe Mixon is also going to be a much better pass catcher out of the backfield. They didn't use him as much as I thought they would last year. I think this year we're going to see Joe Mixon become one of those better pass catching backs. And we already know what he can do on the field as a runner. Next up, the Cleveland Browns. What to do with the Browns? I think they're going to be more of a running team in 2020, which makes Chubb and Hunt both um, Rossable for me in all formats. I'm likely to have more shares of Hunt because of where he's being drafted at, but that doesn't mean I don't think Chubb can reach value from where he's being picked. And with the concussion injury that he had in, in training camp, that may kind of make him drop in drafts. I think he's much better of a uh, early second round pick than he is a first round pick. So if I can get him in the in the mid to to early to mid or maybe even late. Late would be phenomenal, but if I can get him early, mid, second round, I think he's a much better play than he is a first-round pick. If he's first-round, I don't know how many shares I'm going to have of him, but if he does drop into the second round, I do see myself reaching for Chubb a few times. And I think both players can hit value this season, but I do like Hunt as a better play just because where the two are being drafted at. Odell Beckham, I think Beckham is going to have a bounce-back year this year. As I talked about, Jarvis Landry and Baker Mayfield didn't have that connection until year two. I think that's going to happen this year. We've seen some nice plays out of camp from Odell Beckham. I think we're going to see Beckham return to that uh, near-elite status this year. Maybe he might not be as good as he was in New York for the Giants, but this offense should be able to help him kind of uh, return to that uh, elite status as a wide receiver. I think Jarvis Landry is going to take a little bit of a hit. I think Austin Hooper is a player that's going to take away from Landry because of what he does on the field. I'm not a huge, huge fan of Hooper, but I do think Hooper is going to take away a lot of targets from Landry, especially if this team is more of a run-first offense like I think they are going to be. And I think David Njoku is another player that we want to keep an eye on, um, maybe in late in drafts or maybe even as a, as a, uh, a a waiver wire pickup. If he can be one of those double tight ends and get on the field together with Austin Hooper, I can I can see the two having a decent year and kind of taking away from each other. With a lot of people reaching for Hooper, you can get Njoku maybe having this, the kind of a similar play, uh, season as Hooper. And but it's, but it's all going to depend on if, if they can play together. There's also rumors about him demanding a trade. So definitely Njoku is a it's a wild card in my opinion. Uh, someone to want to keep a track of as we get closer and closer season. And even during the regular season, I don't know how many drafts he's going to be drafted in. So he's definitely a player you want to make sure you keep an eye on for the waiver wire as the season, as the as the season progresses. And finally, we talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. They get their quarterback back. Big Ben Roethlisberger is back from his injury. Sounds like he is good to go for the season. Sounds like he is fully healthy. And if that's the case, I think we see bounce back years from James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster, and maybe the tight end position. Last year, it was Vance McDonald, who I thought was going to have a breakout year last year. This year, they bring in Eric Ebron after a down year for Vance McDonald. But I think it was much more of the quarterback play that affected McDonald. Um, So I still think McDonald is another player that I'm likely going to have to keep an eye on for possible waiver wire pickups, but I do like Ebron to have a decent year um, with ben, Big Ben throwing him the ball. As for Juju, I think Juju is in for a monster year this year, especially if he can stay healthy. Last year he had his own injury problems from the season, but I think Juju is in for a monster year this year, especially if Big Ben can stay healthy. Um, Big Ben is a much much better um, player to throw, throw in the ball than was Mason Rudolph and the other quarterbacks there for Pittsburgh in 2019. And James Conner, another player that, that suffered an injury bug in 2019, 
if he is healthy and can stay healthy for an entire season, which sounds like he is healthy and ready to go, I think James Conner is in for a big bounce back, closer to the, the version of Conner we saw during that holdout year by Le'Veon Bell than the, than the one we saw last year in fantasy. James Washington, I don't know how much James Washington is going to be able to kind of excel in this offense. So drafting Chase Claypool, already having Deontay Johnson. I think Deontay Johnson is going to have a big year this year. I think we're going to see him kind of break out a little bit on the offensive side of the ball. He's one of my breakout wide receivers this year. I do like Deontay Johnson. So I, so I think the only way I'm going this offense as receivers is Juju and Deontay and kind of keeping an, an eye on Chase Claypool. And I like the, both tight ends. Keep an eye on Vance McDonald. I think Eric Ebron is a solid uh, bi-week replacement on a weekly basis. And James Conner, if you can get him in the third round, I do like that idea as well in all formats. So who's going to be the top player in the AFC North? Is it going to be Lamar Jackson? Is it going to be Juju Smith-Schuster? Is it going to be James Conner? Is it going to be Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr.? There's a lot of options that you can go with um, as the top player in the East. I think the obvious answer would be Lamar Jackson. So if we take Lamar Jackson out of the, out of play, I'm going to go with Juju Smith-Schuster. I think, uh, I think Smith-Schuster is in for a big year. I think it, uh, if he stays healthy, he can be a top five caliber wide receiver. And if that's the case, if you can get him uh, – middle of the second round absolutely love that idea of going juju maybe even as your number one option if you go running back heavy early uh, using a couple of quarter, a couple of, uh, running backs early maybe he falls late second early third or whatever it is that he's going to fall in drafts absolutely love juju smith schuster you can also look at a player like james connor we talked about james connor as an option um for having a bounce back year i think if he is healthy uh, James Conner is a player that can have a fantastic year, especially if you're talking about him being a uh, what a third round pick. That, 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 that's a that's a, a very nice third round option if you're getting James Conner early in, a, in early in third. But I'd rather go with a Juju in the late third, early fourth if he's gonna if he's gonna go that far. If you're going. Uh, Early running back in the first and second round, going Juju as your number one option is not a bad idea, especially if you're getting in the mid-late third round. I do like Juju Smith-Schuster quite a bit. So I have Juju as my number one, uh, my, my top play out of the AFC North if we're taking Lamar Jackson out of the play. Biggest bust in the, in the North, I, I have to give it. I, I talked about it earlier. I think Jarvis Landry's in for a down year this year. I just think that Austin Hooper coming in is going to take away from him. I think they also have David Njoku, who's going to, who's going to demand some targets there in offense. I think we're going to see a bigger year out of Odell Beckham Jr., and I think Kareem Hunt's obviously going to be in the passing game. And then you add all that into a team that's going to likely be running the ball a much more heavier in 2020. I see a down year from Jarvis Landry. So if we're looking at his draft st- status of where he's being drafted at, I don't like the idea of going uh, Jarvis this year. There's a lot of different options that I'd rather go over Jarvis Landry in 2020. I'd rather go Tyler Boyd. I'd rather go Deontay Johnson's. I'd rather take a shot on Debo Samuel, who uh, if if he only misses a game or two, could have a nice year. I'd rather go with the consistency of Marvin Jones. Don't hate the idea of Emmanuel Sanders um, a little later than Jarvis Landry. A couple rounds later, going Emmanuel Sanders in that New Orleans offense, or maybe even players that are going a little higher than where Jarvis Landry is. Brandon Cooks, Julian Edelman, Will Fuller, Michael Gallup. I think all of those players are better or have more upside than what Jarvis Landry does in 2020. If we're looking at the rookies for the division, uh, we have J.K. Dobbins, Joe Burrow, Anthony Mark McFarland uh, are the, likely the top three of this of this division. Obviously, Joe Burrow's in for a monster career. I think Joe Burrow's going to be one of the better quarterbacks at when it's all said and done. Um, 
with his upside that he carries. But I think as this, as this season goes, I absolutely love what J.K. Dobbins brings to the Ravens. I think he's having a, a little more of an impact because we expect the Ravens to win where the Bengals are much more of a team that we expect to kind of build as they go. I think Dobbins brings more to the table um, for a winning team like the Baltimore Ravens than what Joe Burrow would bring. But that doesn't mean Joe Burrow's going to have a bad year. I, like, like I said, I think he's going to make the entire Cincinnati offense better, which is going to make him a better player, which is going to make him have success. But he's also going to have those rookie failures as well. Anthony McFarlane is much more of a backup uh, player that only way he's going to have an impact is if something happens to James Conner. So I'm giving the top rookie of the North to J.K. Dobbins of the Baltimore Ravens. <clears throat> That'll do it for today's podcast. Hope you guys have a fantastic day. Hope you guys are getting ready for your drafts. If you're not follow, done so already, please give us a follow at FansportsGenius on Twitter and at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore on Instagram. It's not too late to become part of the Genius Mob or to purchase our 2020 draft kit. Be part of the community that is ready to dominate their drafts on draft night. We also have packages available for our Mastermind Chat, available in weekly, monthly, and full-season packages. One-on-one access with yours truly via text message regarding all things fantasy football, whether it be a lineup or, lineup or a pickup question, I will get back to within 24 hours, most likely within an hour or two, and I will be ready to go come uh, kick off. So if you have any last-second questions, I'll be ready to answer those as well. Join now and get that extra help to put your team over the top in 2020. Thanks for the listen. Let's dominate your leagues. And pay attention to tomorrow's podcast. We'll be talking about the AFC South on who's coming out of that division. Have a great day.